Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Monday after the Super Bowl, February 13th, 2023, we're Grant and Danny. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to The Fan. We got a lot of non-Super Bowl things we will get to today, including... The Commanders making headlines on their offensive coordinating search. Eric Bieniemy, Greg Roman, possibly going to be meeting with Ron Rivera early this week, so we will discuss that. Also, I just saw this story from the New York Post that came out right before we went on the air. The headline on the money, Eric Schmidt interviews Bezos plays ball, but in this story, uh, there is apparently an item that suggests efforts to sell the Washington Commanders are not going well. Saw that over the weekend. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, this is from today. This is from New York Post. I oh, guess. this is an update from the weekend because I saw the Post had a story over the weekend um, that was similar, where it's like, hey, it's not. It's only down to a couple bidders. The money isn't close to seven billion. Bezos has yet to express any real interest, other than sort of tangentially in an interview. It's not proceeding as maybe some folks would have you believe. So we'll have to get into that at some point today as well, and then on an ownership. A standpoint, and this is very, very sad, so no good transition here, but Ted Lerner passed away at 97 years old. He, of course, was the lead owner of the Nationals until, uh, from a health standpoint, had to pass things down to his son, Mark. Um, The Lerners did not bring baseball back to D.C., but they brought a championship to Washington, D.C., and they have been the owners of the Nationals since Major League Baseball brought the Expos to the nation's capital. And uh, Ted's done so much here for this Navy Yard community. And yeah, this is the legacy right here. Building up Tyson's Corner and so many other things. But uh, we will discuss his life and what he meant to D.C. sports today on Grant and Danny as well. But right now, we have not been able to involve you guys in our first hour. We had a lot of th- thoughts, a lot of things we wanted to get to in the Super Bowl. So we've opened up the phones for your takeaways from the big game yesterday. 800-636-1067. Anything we didn't hit that you wanted to mention or want to call attention to? I... I th- the only other thing I would say is you didn't have coaching gaffes. You didn't have any sort of, I, I think, horrible clock management issues or sort of, you know, somebody making kind of a galling, glaring mistake. Jalen Hurts' fumble notwithstanding, but in terms of controllable stuff, right, where they a team went for it when they shouldn't have or, or, or punted in an extreme situation when they should have gone for it. The only one I might quibble with was an early fourth and three. Um, when Kansas City kicked the field goal, I'd probably rather go for the touchdown there, but it, that, that wasn't egregious or glaring. The missed field goal? The missed field goal, yeah. Butker. 42 yards, I think. I, I thought, again, I, it was just a high-level football game, and I think that's really my biggest takeaway. So a couple of smaller items for me, I guess. Uh, I thought Rihanna's halftime show was really good. Now, from a performance standpoint, it's, it's not Bruno Mars dancing all over the place and doing a bunch of crazy stuff, but I think what I forgot about with Rihanna is just how many smash hits she has. And it was just her, one of the great singers of our generation, just absolute crushing one hit after another. It was a great halftime show, I thought. I thought it was really good. Um, the Heights. I, I can't. I cannot imagine that. I cannot also, imagine that. Was, so the, the, the conversation is that she was pregnant, I think. Yes. Right? Now, everyone was afraid to like say, is she pregnant? Was she pregnant? 
She's definitely pregnant. It seemed to me like maybe she was pregnant again. You can't go up there and do that if you're pregnant. Or if you're a 43-year-old white dude. I, I can't well, do that either. I, like, I, I agree with that. Like, I wouldn't have been up there. But like my <laughs> wife, as an example, wanted to get on a chair to like take down Christmas decorations when she was pregnant. Get down. I freaked out on her. I mean, the meanest probably I've ever been to her, just screaming. Which I, I'm not a screamer, and I, I don't want to be the guy that screams at his wife. But like, my point was, oh my God, I'm right here. Let's not pretend like I'm useless, and what are you thinking? You're on a chair. You're three feet above the ground. Why would you ever do that? Rihanna is just floating around on a door like she's uh, Rose from the Titanic. It's, just, it's like wobbling a little bit because I mean, it's all suspended on wires. No, thank you. Uh, but I, I thought it was money. I, like the stage, whatever yeah. those thing, those floating things were. I don't think they were the same things that were in the sky all weekend, but maybe they were. Maybe one floated away. I'm not sure. Those were awesome. Really well done. Uh, and I thought she crushed it. And I just I slept on. Maybe it's just because she's been away for years. I just slept on how many Smash Olas she's got. One banger after another. And then I mentioned the broadcast, Burkhart and Olsen being great. My last thing I'll bring up, and then we'll hit the phones. What do we got to do to get rid of Terry Bradshaw being on stage for the Q&A interviews? Just seems crazy to me. We could have him at the desk being Terry Bradshaw, being pregame, half-game, uh, halftime, postgame Terry Bradshaw, doing his funny line, guy from the phone commercials, you know, the, the Charles Barkley of, of football. We could have that. There's no problem. Can we get a grown-up? And an adult and a professional broadcaster to go on stage to do the interviews after the Super Bowl. Legitimate quotes here, okay? I'm, I'm not one of these guys that gets bothered by things. I promise you I didn't lose sleep. I'm not calling for anybody's job. I'm not outraged by this. There's just a couple of legitimate quotes. When he was interviewing Andy Reid, he said, Come over here, big guy. Big guy, code word for he's fat, okay? And then he says, Waddle over here. To Andy, just call him a fat ass and get it over with, <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. He, big guy and waddle over here. Just say, you fat tub of goo, I want to ask you. And then at the end of your interview, he goes, can someone get him a cheeseburger? He likes cheeseburgers. He's been on record saying he loves cheeseburgers. That's what he does after wins. I, I would do that, too, Come on. if I was uncomfortable being fat and everyone only ever talked about how fat I was. <laughs> you know what I do a lot? I talk about food, yeah. and, and I talk about how um, I'm obese. It's So no one else will. You know, you're deflecting, okay? You think you think it's fun for Andy Reid to walk by a mirror? I bet it's not. I bet he doesn't love it. But if I talk about it, if I talk about how much I like cheeseburgers, maybe Terry Bradshaw one time won't right after I win a Super Bowl. But then he did. Whoops. Now, <laughs> I don't think we need to take him off the stage because he said that stuff. That's just whatever. That's just funny. But it's how bad he is at the interview. Yeah, I, I need the 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 whoever the play-by-play person is. Maybe it's Kurt Menevy that should be doing it. Just, I need the professional broadcaster. He's an analyst. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a wonderful role to have. I need, like, the other sports have figured that out, right? Where it's, it should be Jim Nance. It should be, um, I don't know, you could you could pick your uh, your other sport that figures out a way to do it. Joe Buck's handing out the trophy for that ceremony, whatever. Someone just asked me, when you raised your hand and admitted to being wrong, was it your left hand? It was actually his left hand. And I said. You're practicing. And I said, I'm at Funny Dandy, Grandside Grand Edge Paulson. Everyone stop it right now. We should be so much more embarrassed than we are. Eventually, you guys will feel the correct amount of shame that I've already skipped to. I've skipped to the end where you feel embarrassment and shame that that was a thing. It shouldn't be a thing. Stop doing it. Stop doing it right now. Right, My hand some, is up. Shut up, Danny. Got some good calls here, some good takes. So let's get to them. Will's in Stafford on G&D. What's up, Will? Hey, Will. Hey, guys. Uh, I want to say, Grant, man, I, I like your spread on Instagram, man. It looked good. Uh, Thank the wife you, and I did buffalo buffalo chicken dip and some pigs in a blanket, man. But um, so I missed the first 30 minutes, so sorry if I repeat some, a few things real quick. But I've seen Fletcher Cox and Hassan Reddick just get basically silenced all game. You know, the Chiefs' line was just 
amazing. Um, uh, you know, uh, for Cypress, the punter, to, you know, that shanked that one right there at that time. I mean, he'd been a pretty good punter from what I heard all year, but uh, I mean, that really cost him. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Oklahoma State was boasting about their turf all year, and the NFL paid, I think, what, 800K for that turf, and players are slipping and sliding everywhere. I mean, yeah, they was, paid almost a million dollars, Will, to, to get that turf. And it was a disaster. Yeah, something we hadn't brought up. I, that's a good point. So I actually think the pass rushing, and this is not to take away from the Chiefs, it goes both ways, but I do think there are, there are videos circulating I've seen on social media today where both of the edge rushers for Philly are sliding down as they come around the edge. Multiple plays in this game. Mahomes is able to step up in the pocket and make a throw, but it's Sweat on one side and Reddick on the other. Occasionally it's Graham or whoever, but... Footing is important when someone's shoving you and you're trying to use speed and then change directions and get up the field. It's not a coincidence that there wasn't a sack in either direction in this game, I don't think. The footing was terrible. The Eagles, I think most of them changed their cleats. The Chiefs had played there earlier in the year, so maybe they knew something and, and had the right cleats on. I guess some of those guys did. This was actually Frank Clark post game, who's an edge rusher for the Chiefs, who admitted he was quiet in the game as well, that it 100% affected him being able to rush off the edge and that he wasn't able to be himself because of the footing. You guys have been talking about the field conditions were kind of slippery, maybe substandard for a game like this. Did it impact the way you played at all? Yeah, it did. Um, I feel like the field position was, I mean, the field was kind of terrible, honestly. It looked like they laid scripts down or something like that to cover up the grass or what it had before. But, I mean, I had this, we had this problem at, in Arizona before. You know what I mean? Um, you know, a lot of these stadiums, they try to, do new tactics and stuff with the grass, or they try to do new things. I mean, I've been playing football since I was seven. You know, the best grass I've ever played on was grass that's naturally there. The best grass I ever played on was grass that doesn't move, that doesn't get shifted and sent inside and outside and all that extra stuff. But, I mean, at the end of the day, um, it was the field that we were given, you know. It was the field that, you know, we were blessed to compete on. And I mean, The thing I always say about when, when an Eagles fan today is going to say, the field, the field, both teams played on the same field. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's a weather problem, both teams had the same. If weather. your point in general is it's not okay, that's correct. Yeah, it was bad. It, it, that's not acceptable to me to have anything less than an outstanding surface. Final play of the game, people were joning on the throw from Jalen Hurts because it was supposed to be this hail mary, and he threw like a thirty-yard line drive that just landed twenty yards from anyone. Thank God that wasn't a quarterback everyone hates like Kirk Cousins. I mean, it would be all we talked about for three weeks. Uh, luckily, it was Jalen Hurts, so it just won't come up. But um. He slipped. Like, his foot, literally, go back and watch the play. His foot just, like, went eight feet in front of him. That seems good. <laughs> you know? Like, it, what do you want the guy to do? He couldn't, he legitimately couldn't plant. His his shoe just, like, kept going. So, yeah, it was a bad throw because of the footing. What if he can have footing? Can he throw it to the end zone? I don't know. But there's so many times there was a kickoff in the game where we saw, was it Harry Butker or was it somebody else? who tried to, to drive the ball, and it was like eight feet off the ground and just went, thank God for them, out of the back of the end zone. That was Jake Elliott. Was it Jake Elliott? If that ball's caught, and honestly, if they knew what was going on, they may have caught it, because it was so low, you would have been able to return that. But there were a bunch of times where you could see people slipping and sliding. Mm -hmm. Which is not okay. I mean, it really isn't. I, I don't have another way to say that. This is such a huge deal so many millions of people are watching, not only here, but abroad. This is a multi, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars on the line for the NFL. I mean, I'm slightly hyperbolic. I just can't fathom 
that the local high school field has a better surface. Let's go to Rob in Bethesda. Rob, you're on G&D. From Bethesda! Hey, yeah, um, great show, guys. And uh, it, was a, it was a very entertaining game. Uh, the Chiefs, Reed, Mahomes deserve all the props. Uh, I do like, though, I, Grant, I take a little bit of issue with your list. I saw it on the great Super Bowls. Seems like you're heavy on the offense. I like a little defense in the game. And, you know, it was very disappointing that the Eagles had a, such an apparently great defense. And I know the field might have been an issue, but you've got to stop them at least a little bit. It was just up and down the field. I mean, and they were helpless. And, uh, you know, complaining about that last call, you know, they just didn't stop them all game. And the only reason the Chiefs, even if you look back, the only reason the Chiefs were third and eight there is because their center made bad snaps to Mahomes otherwise and, and messed up those plays. The Eagles did nothing all game. And, uh, you know, that was disappointing. The uh, Chiefs defense was not much better, I will say. I mean, I, these are great offenses, and there were quarterbacks that were locked in. You had the MVP in Mahomes and the runner-up for MVP in Hurts. I thought Hurts played his best game of the season, maybe. He was sensational, and he had a great year. Mahomes was not maybe at max capacity just from a sheer attempts standpoint. He only completed 21 passes and 27 attempts. He was efficient. He had a 131 rating. But when quarterbacks are with weapons around them are playing at that level, good luck in today's NFL with today's rules. One thing he was going to bring up maybe, but uh, it was on the call screener, that I actually think is a fascinating topic. On the call screener, it said he had called in to say that you shouldn't be allowed to shove a quarterback on a quarterback sneak. 100% agree. And this has come up a lot in the last two weeks. The Eagles this year were 28 out of 32 on and one, basically quarterback sneaks, Uh third down, fourth down this year. I want to say Washington stopped them early in the game where they beat the Eagles, and it was a big, big deal. But they were 28 out of 32 before the playoffs, and they've done it all playoffs long. They have written the book now, and you see this everywhere. Every team's doing it. Quarterback gets underneath. They have this formation that looks like a, a, a kind of a condensed wishbone with like a triangle of guys around the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And then the quarterback sneaks and just everyone's in a stalemate like rugby. And it's quite literally a rugby scrum. scrum. And you just, sh- A.J. Brown, two running backs. They, I'm surprised it's not like a big heavy D tackle or something. You just lift up the quarterback and or shove him until you get the half yard. And there are teams that are going to the NFL Asking to get rid of being able to do that because it's legal. They want it illegal for next year. I don't know when this changed. I I couldn't find it anywhere in any kind of rule book or any kind of documentation. I know how to say this other than than as the elder statesman here among younger folks. Two guys in their 30s, one guy in their 20s. I swear to you guys this used to be illegal. I swear to you. I promise. I would bet everything that I have that at one point... They just either decided to not call it. Maybe they changed the rule. I don't know. It was a major controversy. Hershey, I'm sure. Hershey, Hershey Park. Controversy at Hershey Park. It was a controversy when a lineman, like kind of like when a running back was held up, would come in from his own team and sort of push the pile forward. You would go, ah, you're pushing the pile. It stopped. You got to stop right there. Now it's routine. Guys basically do those running back scrums or, or uh, uh, the rugby scrums like you're talking about. It used to be something that, you, of course, you couldn't do that. Now, it seems not only is it commonplace, but I'm with you. It should be legislated right out of the sport. Not because the Eagles are doing it, but simply because it's not what we're supposed to be doing. I can't read the story because I have to do all the things you have to do to read stories now. But it's from the Chicago or L.A. Times, I guess. 
It's the LA Times. It's a picture of the Bears. Um, 2005 is all I can see is when they started allow pushing on a sneak. There you go. Uh, for decades, NFL rules prohibited offensive players from directly aiding a runner in any way, whether it was pushing or pulling him. But in 2005, dot, 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 and that's the most I can say. Yeah, it used to used to be like kind of one of those things you didn't call. Like if if you are tackling me, Darius is on my team as a lineman, he comes up, he could start sort of pushing you. So, yes, but and they wouldn't the necessarily problem. call that. But are, like, are you going to get rid of the shoving from behind of the quarterback on the, the rugby scrum without getting rid of like the lineman coming and just blowing up the linebacker and the running back as he's being tackled at the sticks. You know what I'm talking about? I do exactly what you mean. Because yeah. you see this all the time. Like, downfield in space, running back or receiver is being tackled or held up, and he's fighting for yardage. And the, the Trent Williams or whoever will just be hauling ass, and he'll come up, and he'll just tackle everyone forward. Yeah, that's right, another four and a half in yards. In the correct direction. Are you getting rid of that as well? I'm getting rid of all of it. I'm getting rid of any contact of the guy with the ball by the offensive team. Any, so if I got the ball, any of the other 10 guys cannot put a hand on me, cannot touch me. I don't have a problem with it. I think I'm keeping it. Now, they're going to get rid of it probably because I'm sure there's a way to say that it's unsafe or what have you. I don't know. Why don't I have a problem with it? You, Am I wrong? I don't know. It, it doesn't, uh, I'm not like pull, angry pull about it. the room. So you want to get rid of it. Instantly, yes. I'm perfectly fine with it. I also love quarterback sneaks. I thought quarterback sneaks were underutilized in this sport. For decades, and I don't know why on and-one situations, that's not a 95% clip QB sneak. Darius, are you getting rid of the rugby scrum shoving of the QB? I'm getting rid of it, yeah. I don't I don't think that I don't think that's fair, if if that's if that's the way to put it. But I, I, I don't think I don't I think it's gone. I, I there's no doubt. Can that I, I think double it's gone click on fair? Are, are you getting rid of the like the any Helping a guy advance, shoving downfield, or if it's a running back, as an example, who's run into a wall, mm-hmm. can can a lineman or a fullback or someone help push them forward? I'm on Team Danny with this, okay. where I don't think they should be able to do that. No, no. nobody gets to help. Nobody gets to help. Ryan, uh, if they want to do a scrum on offense, I think the defense should do a scrum on defense. Scrum on scrum action. How about that? how do you do? What do you mean by that? How do you do the scrum? Well, I mean, you have one scrum on offense, and you have a couple guys behind Jalen Hurts pushing him forward. Guess well, so what you're, you're saying? Just defense. line everyone up over the center and let's go. I mean, you see the formation. Why don't they do that? So the Eagles have plays off of it that they've run, right? Where like Hurts yeah, takes that, that one kind of end around step, fake, and yeah. then he tosses wide. Or, and to that, I say, football's happening. I, I'm with Ryan. I mean, this is very dangerous territory that I'm almost being the then stop him guy, right? You don't want to see him celebrate and stop him. I, I, I know that I'm like right now first cousins with that guy where I'm like, yeah. you don't want to scrum, then don't have and one by stopping him for fewer than nine you yards. You better stop him on third down. Having said that, I, I think we're just playing football. If I, if I, like, I didn't want to ban the shift. We're going to be talking a lot about baseball rule changes on the show getting closer to opening day. I don't think they should have banned the shift. Offense is down. Yes, it is. We're smarter. We have information. We should be allowed to use it. Teams have decided the easiest way for me to get this yard is to not have some long-developing, looping run outside or handing the ball to the back six yards behind the line of scrimmage. No, 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 no. We're just getting snap, and we're falling forward as fast as possible. I'm okay with it. But I, I do think... Me and Ryan are in the minority, if I had to guess. If you guys want to weigh in on that, you can. 800-636-1067. People have lots of thoughts and takeaways from Super Bowl 57. We'll continue to break the game down. One of the best we've seen in a long time. 
G&D on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 